Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's part five of our expose into Joe and Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. And what I want to do today is bring us to the here and now. What is happening right now? We've laid the framework for how the Bidens are getting rich, how the Pelosi's are getting rich, and how really this country right now is being controlled by clearly China through cash payments to elite individuals. Now, a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe or auto download button and tell your friends about this podcast. Share this on social media. And if you would write us a five star review to help us as Democrats have been attacking our podcast recently with bad reviews. Now, I'll put it this way from Peter Schweitzer's book as he wrote his final chapter. It says from the White House to Capitol Hill, from the diplomatic court to the national security establishment to the executive suites of Wall Street and Silicon Valley. American elites have sold the rope that will hang us to Beijing. That rope that has many strands, but the end result is that these elites have been captured by China. They've helped strengthen and embolden a government that sees us as their rival, or really as their enemy. Elite capture by Beijing is a reality, and we must firmly counter it. Many of those profiled in this book know that the clock is ticking and time is in Beijing's favor. Recall Kinzinger's quote, when the Chinese don't need us, they are going to be very difficult to deal with. Clearly, we are approaching that point now. So there is still hope if we take action. Schweitzer said, from the beginning of our country, there have been deep concerns that foreign money and corruption would be used to buy off American aristocrats. Alexander Hamilton, writing in the Federalist Papers, argued one of the weak sides of republics among their numerous advantages is that they afford too easy an inlet for foreign corruption. The founders assumed that foreign rivals, especially Great Britain at the time, would look for opportunities to weaken and divide us by striking deals with members of American high society. The founding fathers warned us about what we are witnessing right now and what's happening with the Joe and Hunter Biden crime family, the Pelosi crime family. George Washington echoed those concerns in his farewell address, speaking of the insidious wiles of foreign influence which he considered the most baneful foes of Republican government. Likewise, James Madison was weary of foreign influence operations 
in the quarters of American politics and among the business elite. Now, this is this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you have James Madison warning of exactly what we have going on right now with our elites in Washington and with the elites in business and with the president of the United States of America and with his sons and with capture elites around the world that's planned by China and Russia that's clearly happened because we know, we know as a fact that Russian oligarchs have gotten their tentacles into the Biden family with millions of dollars in deals as well. And James Madison and George Washington and virtually our, all of our founding fathers knew that there was a real threat to our democracy with too much foreign influence. They understood it back then. Why are we so blind to it today? Quote, the public attention has been much employed for some time on the dangers of foreign influence, James Madison wrote in 1799, to be honorable to our character and adequate to our safety. It ought to be pointed to every quarter where danger lurks and most awake to that from which danger is most to be feared. Madison believed the business elite were vulnerable because the British crown had money to throw around. Being an absolute monarchy in its executive department, Britain can be and they can distribute its money for secret services with every advantage of safety and success. That exact game plan should sound very familiar to each and every one of you today. James Madison noted that the lure of money would tempt people to seek informal alliances with foreign rivals like London. Quote, the great floodgate of Britain influence was British commerce at the time. Doesn't that sound familiar with China and Chinese commerce and all of the supplies and things that we need? Hell, we're so dependent on China right now that Nancy Pelosi sent out COVID kits that had Chinese star masks in there. Yeah, and Chinese star COVID-19 tests. We can't even fight the Chinese virus without depending on the Chinese to do it. Sound familiar? Madison noted that the lure of money would tempt people to seek these alliances over and over again. Quote, money in all its shapes is influence. Our moneyed institutions consequently form another great engine of British influence. America has tried to address the problems of hostile foreign powers capturing the interests of the American elite. But the attempts have been feeble at best. Part of the problem is that many of the needed reforms have to be implemented by members of the establishment, including the very people who benefit financially from reforms not being enacted. We expose that with Nancy Pelosi, a woman that was so right to hell-bent on holding China accountable for their human rights abuses that she went to the most famous place in China and stood up, Tiananmen Square, for those that were massacred there. She held up that banner. She was against China and what China was doing until China got their tentacles into her family, into her husband, and into her son. Now they're multimillionaires because they sold out the United States of America to Beijing. And let me remind you about history. The first modern attempt came amid the rising concerns about fascism in Europe. In 1938, Congress passed the President Roosevelt and President Roosevelt signed into law the Foreign Agents Registration Act, also known as FARA. The law required individuals in the United States acting on behalf of foreign governments or entities to register and describe their work to the U.S. Department of Justice. But the law has been inconsistently enforced. While some people have been charged 
with FAR violations. Many have not, including many of the people featured in this book who seem to have clearly violated the law. Peter Schweitzer is a brilliant writer, and I will say it again. You need to go buy this book red-handed. I say that. I'm not making a dime from this. I went out and supported Peter Schweitzer by buying the book, even though I had a free copy. That's how much I appreciate the work that he has done. He went on to write, the law was not perfect when it was set in place. Foreign powers could still try to influence our political leaders by donating to political campaigns. So we tried to fix that in 1966. There was a law that was passed that effectively banned all foreign nationals from making political donations to U.S. elections. The ban was also added to the Federal Election Campaign Act in 1974, like FARA. The law is certainly not airtight, and there is a major loophole. Foreign companies, and we know they do this, they do it all the time, can set up U.S. affiliates and still donate to campaigns through their U.S.-based corporate offices, so long as the campaign funds do not come directly from the foreign entity. they got to wash the money first. They can still make contributions. These laws are a good start, but they do not go nearly far enough. Here are some of the clearly needed protections to hold Americans' elites to account. Number one, they say we need to ban lobbying on behalf of Chinese military and intelligence-linked companies. We allow that in this country, which is insane. We allow American citizens to lobby on behalf of the Chinese communist military and their intelligence-linked companies. That should never happen. They are clearly our adversary. I go back to the FBI director. He said every 12 hours we are opening up a new investigation into basically the equivalent of espionage and spying and stealing of our secrets, our technology from China. Every 12 hours, two a day, lobbying has developed a bad reputation for good reason. The U.S. Constitution does guarantee, guarantee citizens the right to petition their government. Not all lobbying is bad, but the right does not extend to foreign companies, especially those with links to the Chinese military intelligence apparatus. Too many former politicians and diplomats are making bundles of money representing these interests in the corridors of Washington power. He says, number two, we need to ban Chinese military and intelligence-linked companies from appearing on the American stock exchanges, helping them get rich and get funding from Americans. Chinese military and intelligence-linked companies are receiving dollars from American investors, pension funds, and investment firms who then use the capital to enhance Beijing's military capabilities against the West. How on earth is this a good idea? We need to ban Chinese companies from raising capital in our own markets to actually strengthen their military and strengthen their intelligence capabilities. There are financial professionals who will argue that this is draconian, but they are probably being paid to say so. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Peter Schweitzer writes in his book that it's time to ban joint research by American universities, as well as investors and corporations with Chinese military and intelligence projects. It is shocking to discover that we actually have to pass a law preventing American tech firms and universities from working with and aiding Chinese companies that are part of Beijing's military-industrial complex. That is precisely, however, what we must do. And Congress doesn't want to act because so many are on the take from China. Why exactly does anyone in a corporate office or a college campus believe it is a good idea to help strengthen Beijing's military Capabilities is another question that we should all be asking. It is very popular, by the way, in Washington right now to push for greater federal spending on American science and technology so that we can compete more effectively with Beijing. But that's not enough. If we continue to provide Beijing with direct access to our technologies that they can then steal, it will help them run faster in the race against us. And how do we expect to compete if this is the scenario that we are in? He also says that if we're going to win, we must have journalists that need to openly ask questions about links to China. Wall Street heads and Silicon Valley titans who collaborate with China should be asked to give an account of their activities rather than giving them adoring interviews with corporate heads asking for their insights about markets or technology. Why not ask them about the remarkable statement they have made about Beijing? How about ask them about their technology uh, corporation agreements with military-linked companies? Schweitzer also says media companies need to insist on truth and transparency when it comes to their own experts. They have on retired politicians, diplomats, and intelligence officials that are regular fixtures on cable news, writing op-eds and on the Sunday morning news programs. Of course, they all show up and offer all sorts of wisdom and advice on how to deal with China. But shouldn't we know if they're actually making money from Beijing? Shouldn't we know if they're working for Beijing, consulting with Beijing, or working for companies in Beijing? Media companies should ask experts whether they do business in China and the nature of those relationships when they are pontificating about how to handle Beijing. Because if you look at these people on TV, many of them you'll figure out very quickly are nothing more than paid individuals by Beijing to put out propaganda on behalf of China. Now, luckily, there are some in the media that are doing this right. Miranda Devine has a great book out, Laptop from Hell. She's been out there taking heat for not only asking many of these questions, but exposing Hunter Biden as a bagman, as part of a crime syndicate for his family. She had a lengthy conversation with Tucker Carlson on Fox earlier, or I say late last year about this, and here's what she said. Hunter Biden's just a man on the make getting what he can, and he's getting a lot. He just hosted an art show in Hollywood. It featured hundreds of rich people from around California, including the mayor of the rapidly disintegrating city of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. He was there. Now, why might that be? 
because he's a huge art fan, because Hunter Biden, after 50 years of running around smoking crack or doing whatever he was doing, became a great artist? Right. No. Joe Biden has just nominated Garcetti to be the American ambassador to India. Garcetti, you should know, appears in Hunter Biden's laptop on a list of key contacts to grease the wheels for Hunter Biden's Chinese business partners. It's all so repulsive. It's actually happening now. It's so third world. Miranda Devine has chronicled it really like nobody else. She works at the New York Post, and we're grateful to have her with us tonight. Miranda, have you purchased one of these paintings? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, they're really out of my price range. Uh, we're talking about, you know, up to $500,000. And um, they don't really strike me as being so good that I want them on my walls. Um, maybe as a, a novelty item. I think maybe a lot of people would be buying it because Hunter Biden has become now so notorious through his laptop, one of three that he's uh, mislaid around the place. And, um, you know, we, we can laugh at him. And as you say, like, he doesn't care. He's untouchable now. His father is the president. And whatever grift he's up to, it's really Joe Biden's grift. It's the president's grift. And now it's the White House grift. And so it's everyone's problem, particularly the Democrats. And uh, I think anyone who goes to these Hunter Biden art shows, there's another one happening in New York in the fall later on. Um, you know, if they go, they are legitimizing uh, what is really um, just a racket. Well, the entire art world is a tax dodge, and I think that's, that's well known to rich people. I'm not sure a lot of people understand that, but a lot of it's just about tax avoidance, of course. But what about all these so-called art critics and newspaper reporters who under any other circumstances would be covering this with at least some amusement, and they're totally ignoring it? Yeah, well, it's like everything that uh, plays badly for Joe Biden. You saw it before the election when we published our stories on the laptop that were suppressed. Yeah. And you've seen it ever since. Anything that's negative about Joe Biden is covered up and uh, excused and explained away. And any bad optics are quickly mopped up. That's, I guess, what the White House is good at. And we know that Hunter Biden is under investigation for money laundering, among other problems. Um, and, and we know that the art world is notorious for being a venue for money laundering. So it really takes a lot of chutzpah for him to, to do this. But that's the, the byword, I think, of the Biden administration is shamelessness. It's shameless that the president is, it isn't even pretending to distance himself from what's going on. He keeps on hiding behind this mirage of being just a kindly, uh, fatherly family man um, when he's been in on this influence peddling uh, enrichment program um, from the start. None of these people ever do anything useful. Like, you're getting off drugs. Good for you. Why not learn HVAC repair or how to fix a diesel engine or how to tape drywall? You know, it's always some BS fake career. Oh, I'm a lobbyist. You know what I mean? I'm a consultant. I'm an artist. Like, none of it's real. They can't do anything. These are useless people. Has that occurred? Well, I mean, it's not really Hunter's fault. He was always brought brought up to be the bagman. Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. I, to I agree. Yeah. I've never. Uh, the the part that was just the the moment that you just heard there. He was brought up to be a bagman. I, I would even say that it's sick how Joe Biden has used his son, who's addicted to hookers and drugs, right, for much of his career how he has exploited his weakness and turned him into his bag man. They knew he was addicted. They knew he was an addict. 
They don't care because they just want the Chinese communist dollars. They want the Russian oligarch dollars. They basically have abused their own child to get rich because you got to have a bag man. And there are deals that Hunter Biden will do without even worrying about consequences that I think you could actually argue Joe Biden's brother wouldn't do. But when you're Hunter Biden and you just say, screw it. And you just go for it the way that he clearly has being a bag man for his father. You actually have to realize how sick of a person Joe Biden is to do this, to exploit his son's weaknesses, his son's addictions. To fill up his bank account, to remodel his homes, to be the bag man. He was brought up to be the bag man. I go back to the list from Schweitzer about what we must do now. He said Wall Street firms need to consistently apply environmental, social, and government standards to Chinese companies known as the ESG. He says ESG investing is all the rage right now, particularly among large financial firms like BlackRock. So why do they not apply those standards to Chinese firms when they apply those standards to American and European companies? Financial firms should actually look at what they're investing in and what they're taking your dollars investing in. But again, they don't care because they're getting rich. Many believe that shareholder activism should actually hold corporate executives account because many of the largest Wall Street and big tech companies are publicly traded. We know when they're buying and selling stocks and we know who they're supporting. Shareholders need to become more educated about what they're invested in and what their money is going towards in China. These are just some of the things that we need to be looking at. But it's very clear that the system is broken. And it's very clear that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are completely and utterly compromised. It's clear that they don't care. And it's clear that Joe Biden is exploiting his son. Yet the media is basically silent on it. The White House keeps saying things like, oh, well, he's just very proud of his son. He's just very proud of his son. He's so proud of his son. You should be proud of his son. He's a proud father, and that's it. That's the White House's line. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, luckily, there are some people in the media that are actually starting to ask questions because they realize just how dangerous it is for our president to be able to be blackmailed and owned by a foreign power. Uh, I would argue an adversary, straight up enemy, China, of the United States of America. Even Bill Maher, months ago, 
back in November was on Cuomo primetime before it was canceled, right, before he was fired. And he had this to say about Hunter Biden and what's going on. Some of it, yes. I mean, something like Hunter Biden. I mean, if Don Jr. had done what Hunter Biden had done, it would be every night, all night on MSNBC. But the fact that it's Hunter Biden and Joe's on the blue team. See, that's the problem with America. Everything is so binary. Everything that the red team doesn't like goes in the blue bin and vice versa. So, you know, every Democratic politician has to wear on his sleeve every silly, stupid, woke thing that the fringe left does. Uh, And the red team has to wear kids in cages and, you know, lock her up and all that kind of stuff. The point that Bill Maher just made, and he looked at Chris Coleman, he basically was implying CNN too, right? He's basically saying, you guys do it too. If Don Jr. had done what Hunter Biden had done, it would have been 24-7 wall-to-wall coverage, not just on MSNBC, but CNN and everywhere else. But when the laptop from hell came out and the New York Post reported on it right before the election, what did big tech do? Big tech controlled by China. They said, uh-uh, don't let that go on Facebook. You don't think that could have been influenced from China, knowing now what we know about how powerful their influence is over the Biden family? You don't think big tech is influenced by China with their billions of people using their platforms, wanting to do business in their countries? You don't think that Facebook could have been told by China, hey, guys, you need to squash the story because we want Joe Biden in the White House. You know, when the media checks a box because the story is so egregious and they ask questions of the White House, the White House just refuses to answer the questions about Hunter Biden. And then you check the box and you move on. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Uh, The Biden administration today put out a big report about addressing corruption. I want to ask you two quick and hopefully pretty easy questions about that. Um, Shortly after President Biden's uh, virtual meeting with the Chinese president, uh, the first son's attorney said that he has finally divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by state-owned entities. I was hoping you could commit to uh, basic transparency about that transaction, including the name of the buyer, the dollar amount, and the timing. And the second question is, my colleague Miranda Devine has a new book out called uh, The Laptop from Hell, and I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic um, and not Russian disinformation, as you seem to suggest on Twitter last year. Remember, the White House said everything's Russian disinformation, right? Oh, this isn't a real laptop from Hunter Biden. This is Russian disinformation. The book comes out. It's very clear that this laptop is authentic. It is Hunter Biden's. It is real. His own uh, attorneys were wanting to pick up the laptop and did, in fact, come get the laptop at some point. It's, It's obvious that this is Hunter Biden's laptop. So can you at least be intellectually honest with the American people and tell them that this is Hunter Biden's laptop? Well, uh, on the first, uh, the president's son is not an employee of the federal government, so I'd point you to his representatives. There's your first defect, right? Just, just hey, we're going to deflect, I should say, over there. It's just his son. Is he invested in a bunch of Chinese companies? No, I, 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 we don't know. We're just the White House. He's just the president's son. So go ask his representatives. Next. And as it relates to the book, I have neither, neither had the time nor interest in exploring or reading the book. By the way, I guarantee you that's a lie. 
Now, you think about her response there. I just gave you eight seconds. Now, listen to how quick she moves on. This is what the Washington Corrupt Press Corps allows for. Go ahead, Tina. I think I answered your question. Go ahead. You, you can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead. Yes, it just happens to be the president's son. And they have a joint bank account. And he's paying for stuff at his house to be renovated. Yes, but go to that representative, right? Move on. Now, that's what you call check-the-box journalism. One guy asks one question. Does the rest of the room get excited, animated, start asking questions? No. Why would you do that? Right? Why, why on earth would you do that? No reason to, right? No reason to talk about that. Let me go back to 2019. Biden's spokesman claimed that the White House cleared Hunter Biden to serve on Ukraine's gas company board when the when Joe Biden was the vice president. Right. Nothing to see here. Move on. Sort of unfounded claims against him. For example, in this Washington Post report, he writes and we read it. Uh, he, he talks about he will not go after my family. He will not take down my family or destroy my family. But he doesn't get explicit about Hunter himself. Why is that, Kate? He has. He's been asked. And he said, look, every single independent outlet that's looked into this has said there was no uh, issue of wrongdoing here. And, you know, in 2014, the White House cleared uh, Hunter serving on that board. So he has absolutely been asked that question and he's answered it many times. But what he's not going to do and what our campaign is not going to do is play by Donald Trump's rule book. I mean, this is what they want to do. Overnight, Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing's wrong. We've answered the question. Let's move on. The fact that people are asking questions now about the corruption uh, of Hunter Biden and the money flowing into the Biden crime family. We've already answered this question. It's been vetted. There's nothing to see here. We know he did nothing wrong. The White House said it was fine. Everything's good. And we're not going to play by these rules. This is what you call check the box journalism. Right. Right. We saw an AP headline that says that Rudy Giuliani and some of his cohorts, uh, while they were in Ukraine trying to dig up dirt, make up dirt on. By the way, there's this is Kate. Bedingfield, Biden 2020 deputy campaign manager. She's now accusing Republicans of, of Russian disinformation, saying, oh, they're trying to dig up dirt and make up dirt. There is nothing that we have exposed that is made up. It is all a fact. But you just go on TV and you say that the conservatives are lying and making things up. And the media asked about it once, so therefore it's immediate automatic We've done nothing wrong. Everything's perfect. Joe Biden, they were also trying to make a buck off of Ukrainian natural gas contracts. So which, you know, who is surprised to learn that? I mean, really, who is surprised to learn that? So I think what we see is that they are going to continue to try to change the subject and we're not going to let them do that. We are not going to let them do that. We're going to hold them accountable and we're going to remind voters what kind of administration Donald Trump is running and how it impacts their. Yes, we're going to do that. We are going to, you know, the White House cleared Hunter Biden to serve on the Ukraine gas company's board. So apparently that means it's okay. Of course not. But here it is. Fast forward just, you know, a, a year later, Obama's ethics director called on the Biden White House. And said, you guys are out of control. You guys are out of control. This is Obama's ethics guy saying you're out of control. You are totally out of control with Hunter Biden. You're totally out of control with his art sales and hanging in the White House. This is Obama's guy saying this. I think the right thing to do would have been for White House ethics officials to try to talk the president into begging his son not to go through with this sale. Walter Schaub was director of government ethics under President Obama. Don't the children of presidents have the right to pursue a career? 
The children of presidents have the absolute right to pursue a career, but as citizens of this country, they really have a moral and ethical duty not to trade on their parents' public service. There is also concern that someone might try to gain influence with the president by buying his son's art. I can tell you that after careful consideration, a system has been established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within reasonable safeguards. First reported by the Washington Post, the administration has made an agreement with the gallery not to reveal buyers' names to anyone, including Hunter Biden or the White House. This is an amateur mistake because there's no way to control what the purchasers do. They can go out and tell the world that they bought this art. Hunter Biden has previously come under fire, including for taking a lucrative board position at Ukrainian gas company Burisma, while his father was VP. But he is also not alone. Past president's children, including the Trump. By, by the way, I love this. But he's not alone. Past president's children, they've also had jobs before, right? Yes, let's try to bring in the Trumps to somehow act like any of the Trump children did anything close to what Biden's family has done. So this is the government out of control, and being run and influenced by China. And you can't say that you haven't been warned. You can't say that we haven't been warned. Now, the media has done the bare minimum, as you just heard, right? Check the box journalism. Ask the question once, move on. We ask a question about that. Everything's fine. We covered that promise. Everything's fine. We're going to move on from all this because we've already decided that nothing wrong has been done. Nothing could be done here in a negative way that could impact you in a negative way. Everything's fine. Yes, China owns this family. Yes, China is influencing this family. Yes, China is in charge of this family. And so is Russia. But it's fine. All of us now know. The question is, what are you going to do with the info? Are you going to help expose it? Are you going to share this podcast with your family and friends? Are you going to call your congressman and your senator and say, what the hell is going on in Washington, D.C.? And when are you going to rein this in? When are you going to hold them accountable for this? Because that's what this is really all about, holding them accountable for it. Grab part one, part two, part three, part four of our expose into Hunter and Joe Biden. Share it with your family and friends. Get in the fight expose them tell everybody what's happening right now and what your tax dollars are going for right now and i'll see you back here tomorrow more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of fredo and the coldness of michael to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.